Praise the Lord. Happy Father's Day, guys. You're here and uh, being celebrated today. You got some uh, good-looking hot dogs out there. Hey, man, you guys better be hungry. Got some strange, strange combinations out there. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, Connie Schultz, and I don't know who she is, but she wrote this. I thought it was kind of cute. Well, you know. My sisters and I still recite dad's grilling rules. How many of dads like to grill here? I like to use the grill, okay? <clears throat> number one, dad is in charge. Rule number two, repeat rule number one. <laughs> and then she goes on to say, dads are just little boys who love setting things on fire, but all grown up. So you either have to choose a life of a harson, arson or a barbecue. Thankful that most dads choose the grill. Amen. <laughs> I know. I like to play with fires and fireworks when I was a kid. Just, you know, I don't know how much I like to grill. I haven't been grilling too much. But, uh, you know, dads are just grown-up boys. That's all we are. We like to have fun. And uh, sometimes moms have to get on us because we have too much fun. Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. They are more serious than, than we are. We like to play around with the kids and so on and so forth. And uh, Amen. That's fun. But that's, that's the role of a dad. I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 6 this morning. And we're going to read some things. Uh, not a whole lot of scripture. This is kind of a celebration. So it, it's not a, a real long message. But I want to get to the point that dads, we have an awesome responsibility Amen, to be an example to our children. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, children, obey your parents. How many children do we have here? Some of you are not sure. You know, I mean, we're all children. <laughs> this is a good scripture, guys. Really, it is. For this is right. Verse number 2, honor your father and mother. How many of you have moms and dads still living? That means we need to honor them the best way that we know how. And uh, I, I think the worst scenario that I have ever seen, we had to put my mom in the nursing home for uh, a few months because of her mental uh, problems and so on and so forth. I couldn't take care of her. I had no sisters. I'm the only child, so uh, she had to be there where she'd be safe. But one thing that I noticed going, you know, almost every day, that I could make it was that there were a lot of elderly people in there that had no visitors. Their families put them in those places and forgot about them. Isn't that sad? But the Bible encourages us to honor. And honor means do everything that we can do. Amen? Be a part of their lives. Even if they might be in a state where they, they're not really there, we need to honor them because God is watching. Amen? Just wanted to throw that in. It is the first commandment with promise. And what is the promise on that? That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And I want to read this out of the Passion Translation, okay? It said, children, if you want to be wise, listen to your parents and do what they tell you. 
You know, it, it's funny when you reach a certain age, and I think it's younger now than when I was growing up, you get to the point where you think you know more than your parents. Some of you older ones, you remember those days? That you could do anything better than your dad. You know, dad, you're just so slow and so on and so forth. And you have that mentality, you start bossing them around. But see, that's not honoring them. That's not, uh, you're not in the right place when you do that. Amen? We need to listen to your parents because, listen, they've lived through a lot of things that if you'll listen to them, it'll make you wise when you come to that time in life because you will be a parent someday. You will have to have a job and be independent and take care of yourselves and make decisions, all right? Hallelujah. And so if you do that, <clears throat> the Lord will help you. How many of you like the help of the Lord? For the commandment, honor your father and your mother. It was the first of the Ten Commandments. Say first. Well, I wonder why it was first. God just doesn't throw things out there. There's a reason why some things come first. He said, first of all, amen, honor your father and your mother. Glory to God. Amen. And it has a promise attached. You will prosper and live long. Sounds like Spock on Star Trek, doesn't it? Some of you remember Star Trek. Trekkers here. Glory to God. You will prosper and live long, full life, if you honor your parents. Amen. We can believe for that, folks. Amen. Some of us that have honored our parents for a long time and we're getting up in years now, we can believe God for a long life and many days on the earth. Hallelujah. That is the promise. Now, verse 4 says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Well, sometimes it's hard. Amen. Because anything you say can exasperate them sometimes. Come on now. Amen. Listen, we've all lived through it. Whether you're an adult and a grandparent now, we, we, we all went those stages of life. We understand what that's all about. Don't exasperate your children, but raise them up with loving discipline. Say loving discipline. If there's no discipline involved, they'll turn out bad, right? We have to instill the fear of the Lord, the awesome reverence of the Lord, amen, and bring the Scripture to them all the time. Raise them up with the loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of our Lord. Amen. Now that entails some things. We have a mighty impact on the lives of our children. Not just in what we tell them to do, but what we show them. Amen? Explain things to them. Be a, a visual example of God's love to the children that we're raising right now. Dads are important in modeling on the unwavering love of God and encouraging each child, child's natural abilities. So we are to set the pace. We are to be an example that our children can follow. And I know I've shared this many times, but I believe the reason why I'm in the ministry today, and, and we talked about my mom early on on Mother's Day, how she impacted and God gave her a word about a son being a minister, and so on and so forth, but they were both heavily involved in my upbringing and making sure that, that, that I loved God, that I loved church. Amen? 
and I look at our kids. Our kids love church now. Amen? Praise God. All the children just love. They don't want to go home. They want to be a part of what's going on here. But see, that, that, that has to be set, first of all, as an example by the parents. And this morning, we're not talking about the moms. We're talking about the dads. Dads has a great influence. We have an amazing role to be a representation of God. And Jesus loved the house of God. We know David, he loved the house of God. So it's so important. And it hurts me many times to see uh, families neglect God's house for other things. And I know vacation times come around and there are times that we need to, to, to do other things. But unless, you know, there is a dire emergency, we need to keep our kids in church. I remember I was in church all the time. And my mom was a big part of that. She made sure I was in church. But see, uh, growing up in, in our day that my dad worked and also my mom worked a 40-hour week. She worked for, she retired at J.C. Penney. Amen. So she would work nights and Friday nights a lot, different Saturdays. And, and I had a lot of time to spend with my dad. And a lot of those times uh, was really at the church doing things, Friday nights. We, I remember uh, before I really knew how to pray or could be involved in prayer, that dad would go to prayer meeting on Friday nights. And I would do what I did, but I was at church. Amen? That was an example set for me. And then uh, working on the church, we, we you know, built a, a beautiful facility there uh, in Fresno, California. And uh, I remember junior high, I wanted to be involved in building the church. And we were hanging, it was a, you know, steep roof and so on and so forth, sheetrock and things. And some of the guys said, you know, uh, Edwin is just too, you know, he's too young to be out here. He might get hurt. My dad said, you know, my son is as strong as I am. He stood up for me, and he wanted me to be uh, a part of building that church. So I was up on scaffolding 40 feet high, putting up sheetrock and so on and so forth, junior high school. And, uh, you know, because my dad believed in me. We were always there. So when it came time that he was at work and we had work days, I'd ride my 10-speed bicycle 10 miles to be a part of working on the church or doing something when I was in high school before I was able to drive. But, you know, my heart was always involved in the house of God. We've got to instill that in, in the lives of our kids. And it's not just about friends. And a lot of times we go to church because of our friends and so on and so forth. But in, it's instilling this is the house of God. This is where we need to be. This is where we're going to grow. And in fact, this is how we're going to make it through the, the, the days that we live in right now. Amen? So uh, it is. We, we, we are a mighty example. You know, um, Psalms 127, Psalms 127, verse uh, 3 through 5. It says this, and this kind of goes along with what we've been talking about. It says, Behold, children are heritage, or I like to say blessing. Some translation says blessing from the Lord. Now, <laughs> you might differ sometimes when they're little brats, right? Huh? Oh, you little blessing, you. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm going to spank your bottom. Come here, blessing. We should name a child blessing. Come here, blessing. Hallelujah. Oh, really? Wow, that's awesome. Well, we have a blessing in the church. Glory to God. Oh, I didn't know that. 
right? Forgot about it or something. <laughs> That's why I need a good wife to help you to remember. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. So uh, children are a blessing of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Now verse 4 is a very important scripture. It's just like arrows in the hand of a warrior. A trained warrior. So are the children of one's youth. And this is important because if you know any, how many of you have uh, done archery before? Okay. There, there, there is a, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it, right? It's like anything, even shooting a gun or whatever. And one thing about archery, you've got to be specific. You, you have to be on target. You have to know the steps and safety steps and so on and so forth. You just don't want to shoot it blindfolded. And that's what I think a lot of parents do. They, you know, they don't include God in their family life, bring devotions and pray with their kids or bring them to church. Amen. Sometimes you have to, you have to drag them to church. I was have to, you know, I love church, but there were times when, you know, I wanted to stay home and watch Walt Disney especially on Sunday nights when I was growing up, they always do two parts. Didn't you hate that? Where they did a continued next week thing. So I have to think about some way to get out of going to church next Sunday night. That didn't work too good with my parents. Huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't let your kids direct your life. You direct their life. Amen? Train them up in the way that they should go. And even if there's a little bit of rebellion, and probably will be, because they, you know, they're, they're wanting to, to, to see your boundaries. And you need to be good, parents, with boundaries. You need to set the boundaries and no compromise. This is it, because if you nudge all the time, they'll keep pushing you backward and backward and backward until they think they can get away with anything. So set boundaries. And this is what this is all about. Arrow in the hand of a warrior. You know the placement of the target. You know the equipment that you have. So you're going to do everything possible to make sure you hit that, 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 that target. Because it's really a life and death thing. Because we are in a spiritual warfare. And if we want to save our children... And that means we have to sacrifice. You know, we, we believe in God for a, uh, a Christian school. Amen? How many of you believe in God with us? Our kids do not need to be in public school with all the junk going on. Come on. And I know Christian schools are expensive. But I believe it's God's perfect will. And even if it means taking an extra job, even if it means sacrificing or whatever, we cannot, you know, shooting the arrow. Well, I'm going to shoot the arrow to the public schools and depend on them to teach my children. No. Because they're going to set five days a week under a secular system that's going to teach them everything against God and then bring them to church on Sunday and give us an hour with them to try to, you know, train them in the ways of God. So we have to be consistent in the way we bring up our children. And we might have to sacrifice. It might cost us something. But remember that little blessing that God has given you. You are responsible. You've probably dedicated that child to the Lord. 
But you have the responsibility to bring that child up in God's ways, amen? And then the Lord will take care of that child, amen? But like an arrow in the hand of a warrior, see yourself, dads, as a warrior. That you're not going to overcome, but you are be overcome, but you are going to overcome. You are the victor. And your children begin to declare over them when they're young that they're going to serve the Lord all the days of their life. Now we say that a dedication. That they'll come to know God in an early age and live for God and so on and so forth. No weapon for them against them shall prosper. But listen, it's a consistent thing. In consistently, consistency lies the power. We've got to consistently do the things that we need to do as dads to keep everything. And I know some of you are, are single moms and you're raising kids. Praise God for that. Amen. But dads, if you are a dad, stepchildren, grandfather, whatever, we have an awesome responsibility. There's an anointing on us that we can only do. Nobody else can do it. Nobody else can take our place. It's in the hands of dad. Billy Graham said this, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. Most valuable assets in our society. There's too many dads that are MIA. Come on now. They have children, they go off to do their thing, they're on drugs, so on and so forth. You know how those society is. The family has been broken down. The devil has do, is doing everything. The enemy is trying to do everything to destroy the family. And we have to rise up, dads. We have to rise up and take a stand. Amen? Say, as for me and my house, we are going to serve God. And it's more than just word, but it's indeed in action. We're going to serve God. We're going to be a part of this. I love to see the young people involved in ministry, uh, you know, when they get old enough and uh, work in the media and help in the children's church. Get your children involved, amen? And that's how they'll stay involved in the house of God. Hallelujah. A great, a great general in World War II, General Douglas MacArthur, general over the Pacific infantry said this by profession I am a soldier and if you have seen a documentary of General MacArthur he was a soldier okay I'm a soldier and take great pride in that fact but I am also prouder infinitely prouder to be a father than I am a soldier and he had win World War II against the Japanese. But listen, we dads, we have an awesome responsibility. We've got to think about that. We've got to be prayerful. We've got to set the pace in the home. Amen? And maybe you haven't done that yet, but I encourage you to begin to do that. Don't let mom take all the responsibility. And the wives can help us. I remember when... Our son was young and going to even elementary school. And Pastor Judy said, now, now, honey, you make sure that you pray with Edwin on the way to school. We always kept him in Christian school. God provided. 
We didn't know how. We weren't, we weren't making peanuts back then, but somehow God provided because we had a heart to get our kids educated in a Christian environment. So that's a miracle in itself how that happened, uh, that even in elementary school, little Edwin was able to uh, go to a spirit-filled Christian school at that time out there in, uh, in East Bridgewater, I think. And uh, it was a ways. It was probably a third, 20, 30-minute drive out there on Route 18 all the way out there. And uh, so we would say the names of God every morning. We would pray, you know, and just every day, you know. And uh, Mom, when I got home, would say, did you pray with Edwin today? Yes, ma'am. See, somebody, we need our wives to remind us because those guys get caught up in other things, right? Come on, sometimes we can be absent-minded. But it's good to be reminded, moms, remind your husbands and fathers to do what they're supposed to do. There's a clip that uh, we want to share with you, and Pastor Judy's going to come up and introduce this to you. And, and I think it speaks volumes because a lot of times uh, we dads take on different roles, different responsibilities, but the most important thing is us being a dad. Look at our Heavenly Father. Amen. He loves us so much.